Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you... And each other. ...about stuff we want to know stuff about. Stuff we like, don't know anything about, and we want to. We're going to say naughty words. Yeah, probably going to fucking swear. And sex is going to come up inevitably. Because we're human beings. So kids, move away. How fucking dare you <laughs> sit so close? Leave your parents alone. Just give them a fucking give them second. 20 minutes 20 to minutes. themselves. That's Jesus. all they need. My God. Oh, I hate kids. Hi, Claire. Hi, Dave. I want to know where you heard about what you asked me to research. Because when you text me, I was like, I have legitimately no Mm. idea what that is. Well, this is, I was like, I need a good topic for Dave. And I asked Steve, my husband. I thought this would be a Steve idea. And he said, you should get him to do the emu war. And I went, what is that? And he said, trust me. Steve Perry is a beautiful human being, a fantastic playwright, and is also, amongst other things, Claire's husband. But he has odd corners in his brain he where he knows deep dives and he knows a lot of things. stuff about just weird things weird things so i still know nothing about the emu war but i trusted him implicitly well explicitly. yeah implicitly and explicitly i, I would hope him. that you trust him implicitly and explicitly <laughs> i trust him <laughs> Suspiciously. <laughs> that's, I took it to, that's incorrect sentence. Uh, it's great that you're a best-selling novelist. of my husband at all times. Well, I think that's wise. And so should I be suspicious about the emu war or was it a good topic? Well, it's a great topic to talk about because it's fucking bizarre. Great. I'll tell you that much. It's an, and it's from it's from Australia. It is from Australia. It's a whole Australian little Clearly, bit of history. Because there's not emus anywhere else, Claire. Well oh done, my mate. god! But this brings up an interesting point, which is that I've just been teaching just because it's in the front of my mind because I'm currently marking essays about it because I teach about the emu war. I teaching Australian <laughs> drama at university and like so much of what we end up talking about is Australia has no concept of its history and part mm. of the cultural thing we have in Australia is that we've got cultural amnesia and blah, blah, about obvious things about the frontier wars and the fact yeah. that there was you know a, an attempted genocide and pretty much almost successful genocide against our First Nations people. But we also don't know about colonial history and how fucking bizarre and yeah, weird we know it is. nothing. Okay, so we're in Australia. We're in Western Australia. Okay. Okay. When? We are in early 20th century. World War's done. Okay. Everybody's happy chappies. Great. No so worries. we are colonised. We are colonised. We are federated. Okay. So Australia was federated in 1901 where the we started to get documents together going, we've got a parliament, we've got yep. we've sorted ourselves, we're legit. Okay. Right? World War One I, I realise I said World War One ends and we're happy chappies. That of course <laughs> is not the case. A bunch of people return home very traumatized. Yes. And part of their trauma And the, we're living on land that doesn't belong, belong to, to us. us. So but apart everyone from that, is everything's great. Everything's apart great. from genocide, war yeah. and living where we don't belong. It's fine. <laughs> um 
the government goes, hey, soldiers who have just returned from World War I, oh, let me give dear. you a bunch of land because in classic Aussie fashion, it's not belonging to anybody else. So this is before native title, of course. So a bunch of um, white Australians who have just returned from the war get a bunch of land in white Australia. Yes. In Western Australia. Who have served. Who have served, yeah, 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 to Did set them up and farm. indigenous soldiers get pieces of land no, in this? No, of course not. They had to go back to... Well, that's part of that play, Black Diggers. Yes, which is a great play. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so a bunch of ex-soldiers become farmers. Okay. Uh, a couple of years later... Great Depression hits. Mm. We're in recession times. Deary me. And the government says, farmers, we need you to make more wheat right? so that we can drive Feed our exports everyone. up. Don't worry. We'll totally subsidise you. It'll be fine. The government totally doesn't subsidise. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes a bit shit. And by 1932, it's all getting intense. And the farmers are like, we're not going to hand over the wheat. Ah. Like there's a, there's a strike. It, it all goes down. And to make... Matters worse, 20,000 emus show up. <laughs> what? Where have they been? In Australia. But now there's all this food for them. Oh, so there's now all of this crop. So the population of emus has fucking gone through the roof. So they're eating the crops and fucking and having babies. And, and, and so some would say the Great Depression was a great time to be an emu. It was. And that's really the lesson I want you to take away. <laughs> so 20,000 of them are running rabbit and, and they're destroying fences and stuff. Sure. That then lets other rabbits big. through and like lots of other pests. So it's a real issue. Okay. Um, uh, They destroy crops, fences. Uh, Okay. They go and complain to the Minister of Defence. The farmers. The farmers go and they organise. We're trying to do what you asked us to do. Everything is shit. We've grown these crops and now emus are fucking our shit. Indeed. But they go to not the Minister of Agriculture. They go to the Minister of Defence because they're ex-soldiers and they go, we know how to fix this. The answer is machine guns. Can you give us... I'm not kidding. Can you give us machine guns, please? Because they worked really well in war and we can totally kill these emus. And the Minister of Defence says, that is a good idea. Oh, no! <laughs> and goes and deploys troops to Western Australia's and, and, and gives them supplies, ammo, supplies, all sorts of things. It's like, yes, kill the emus. Puts troops there because they go, the emus will make good target practice and we sense there's funny stuff happening in Germany. We might have to go to there's war again. There's a guy again. named Hitler on so the fringes and You need to get target practice, so off you go and, and the... Farmers provide food and accommodation for, for, the soldiers. for the soldiers while they're there to practice, right? Um, now, part of this was actually a political move to satisfy Western Australia because, another weird bit, Western Australia didn't want to be part of Australia anymore. Ah. It wanted to secede. It wanted to leave and be a different thing. Which is kind of what they're doing now amidst COVID. They're like, fuck everyone else. Fuck this. Our borders are shut. No one can come in. We're going to do our own thing. The rest of Australia, you shit on us all the time anyway. We're going to run shit ourselves. It's continued. But part of it is like, this has always been Western Australia. Like, they've always felt like this. Yeah. And in 1933, they held a referendum. Oh. To be like, no, we're serious. We want to fuck off. And And be our own thing. And be our own thing. And the referendum was successful. Oh. The population of Western Australia went, yes, we're not going to be part of Australia anymore. 
And so they took this referendum to Britain because they had to because Britain was the mother country and at this time, according to constitutional law, that's what they had to do. They wrote a very polite letter to Britain going, excuse me, we'd like to leave, please. And Britain said no. You are part of the country. So the only reason why Western Australia continues to be part of the federal national government of Australia is like they were very close to leave, like they almost buggered off. I know, right? I didn't know that. How fucking weird. So, um, uh, well, if you think about Europe and you think about like how yeah. big we are, yeah, it's, like you could fit a fuckload of countries into Australia. Yeah, mate, and you do, and yeah. spiritually. So, <laughs> okay, the war, the Emu War happens. Okay, so the soldiers are there and they're gonna fuck shit up. They've got their machine guns. We're gonna kill these emus. It's October nineteen thirty-two. Okay, they all arrive. Thousands of troops. Here we are. No worries. We've got this our. This is am- going to be a piece of piss. They have got twenty thousand rounds of ammunition. I feel like something's going to go awry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> they've got troops. They've got vehicles. They're there. This is the great climactic moment of a movie. And it rains. Oh, good. And the emus spread out, and they can't find them. So they go. We'll be back in a couple of weeks <laughs> once it's dried out. They come back in a month. Okay. November. Uh. And they go, off you go, we need you to kill, we need you to get rid of them and bring back emu skins, please, um, because we're going to, we want the feathers for to make hats Thanks. for light horsemen, apparently, and it's going to be a whole industry, right? There's a whole plan ah. around we're going to get, we're going to solve this problem, we're going to settle Western Australia down, yep. we're going to show that we're there for them, we're going to give our troops um, a great... And we're gonna great military practice, and, and we're going to create, a, create a fetching fashion, right? <laughs> so, day one, the major is called Major Meredith, which I love. Yeah. That's his last name. He's there, and he goes, "Aha! There's fifty, fifty emu, about fifty emus. I see over there. No worries. Uh, okay, guys, what are we going to do? They're too far away. They're out of range of the guns. <laughs> the guns won't reach them. Uh, what are we going to do? Oh, I know. Let's herd them. So." Oh. Then you have soldiers <laughs> and settlers running around the emus, <laughs> trying to herd them and trying to get them into a position to be ambushed. And they fail because emus are fast and, and they go big. and big and they go fuck this and they spread Scatter. out and go n- n- everywhere everywhere and can't be tracked. Uh, and they go bugger. So the soldiers have a cup of tea, have lunch, and then they spot some smaller groups and they kill the smaller groups. Okay. They get like two or three out of the 50. Right. So that's day one. Hasn't gone well. well. <laughs> Time passes. They're surveying the groups. They go, aha, there's a big group, a massive group over there in a great ambush spot, a thousand of them. We can get right? this thousand. We can get them. We're going to, this time we're not going to make the mistake. We're going to wait because we can see their path and we've studied them. We're going to wait in this spot and they're going to come by and we'll kill them. When they come by, we'll kill them. Right. Great. Done. Great. Excellent. Good military strategy. They are waiting. <laughs> the emus come. The order comes. Go. Gunshots fire. The guns then jam. <laughs> After a round. The, gu- the emus go, fuck. What the fuck is oh, that? What the fuck is Run! that? Run! Yeah. They run again. A thousand emus go and run across the countryside. Out of those thousand emus, only they get only about twelve. 
Oh my gosh. This is a wet this is like a lot of money for the government. Words coming back to Canberra that the that Emu War's not going to work. is not happening. Major Meredith goes, "Okay, no, I know well, I know. Okay, yes. Let's move down south because the emus are more tame there." What? It's like the problems the emus, they're more wild. No, it's these these bloody wild emus. Northern emus are out of control. So, uh there are some great quotes from this as you can imagine. Yeah. By the fourth day of the campaign, Army observers noted that each pack seemed to have its own leader now. A big black-plumed bird which stands fully six feet high and keeps watch while his mates carry out their work of destruction and warns them of our approach. So they're like, no, these buggers are smart. We can't do it. Major Meredith comes up with a new plan, brilliant plan. He goes, I know what we'll do because the emus are so fast. So no worries. We'll stick guns on the backs of trucks. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll go alongside the emus. And do a drive-by. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> right? It's very easy. Uh, so off they go. But, of course, it's Western Australia countryside. Yeah. So it's very bumpy. So it's too bumpy to aim. <laughs> and the truck can't keep up with the emus anyway. I love that. So that very emu- fast. So that we- yields no results. Complete unsuccessful. Do not get any. So they've been out there for a month, and by the eighth of this November, this point they're now there for a month. They've been there for a month, and they don't, and we don't know numbers. Different yep. numbers are reported, um, but uh, not in the thousands. No, two thousand five hundred rounds of ammunition has been fired. Oh my god! Um, the number of birds killed is uncertain. Some say anywhere between fifty to two hundred. So not a lot. Out of twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Emus, that's not much at all. Meredith's official report noted that his men had suffered no casualties. <laughs> In an attempt to put, like, a good light on it. They go, oh. We haven't killed many, but, but we also uh, haven't killed any. We're else. fine. We're having tea with the farmers. <laughs> Mrs. Johnson makes a mean apple pie. No one's died. No one's died. Well, and I guess after World War One, that's that an is, important statistic. Yeah. Uh, seeing as lots of people died. Here's a fun quote. That okay. is both racist and disappointing. If we had a military... This is from Meredith. If we had a military division with the bullet-carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. They can face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. They are like Zulus whom even dum-dum bullets could not stop. What? I know. So he's saying that the birds are basically like tanks and uh, they're even mightier than the Zulus. So oh, there you go. my God. I know. So they retreat after a month, and it's a disaster. The emus have won. <laughs> it goes awfully. Uh, they try again a month after, and it's apparently more successful, but they're also smarter in their PR right. and report back way less. Uh, and, they, and they kind of come back a few weeks after and go, oh, yeah, we killed tons. It's a huge success. It's a huge success. The farmers are in the background going, mm, no, no. It's still here. This is still a pest. It's still an issue. Um, and the farmers wanted more help and they requested it in 1934 and 1943 and 1948, but they were ah. all turned down. Um, but in typical, like, Wild Wild West Territory, the government puts out bounties for emus. Right. So you could be an emu bounty hunter and apparently make quite a good living. Oh, in by Western going and killing... By going and killing emus and then handing them into your local post office or whatever. <laughs> And being like, hey, I killed a bunch. Can I have some money? And they go, sure, and pay you for killing emu. That wow. was a thing. Um, in 1950, the farmers complained again and the, and the parliament went, okay, okay. So they handed out free machine gun ammo 
to farmers to use in 1950. In 1950, and said you can shoot your own emus. You can shoot your own emus if you want. Because what are the we've had? Are emus still a pet, like a pest to farmers? I don't know the answer to that question, but I don't. I I think twenty. I don't think they're as bad as they used to be. And we've also had we've had issues. We've had issues with rabbits. We've had issues with toads, and there's a bunch of different strategies for them. What came about through the 1930s and 40s was revolutions in fencing, apparently, which were huge, and stopped rabbits and did stop a certain amount of emus and stopped the major pests. But Australia's agriculture and biodiversity is taken very seriously for Mm. anyone who's ever attempted to enter the country knows about before, for this very reason, because agriculture is a key part of our export economy. And But it also shows us that we... Like again, going back to our history that we don't know. That is Enough a whole hilarious, our... weird comedy movie yes. with like Russell Coit at the center of it <laughs> that no one fucking knows. I do not know how Steve. I don't know how about he this. knew about it either. It's but good topic. Bizarre. But also, it just like that agriculturally that we are our own land with you know our First Nations people have sixty thousand years of history and understandings agriculturally, spiritually, of our land that we have not used that as a resource and we don't know enough. A great... It was the thing about the bushfires too to yeah. kind of go that we have resources that we are not using as a fucking country. Absolutely. Whole knowledge centres that we're not accessing. That we don't access because... Ugh. A great book for that, coincidentally, is called Dark Emu by oh, Bruce Pascoe, yes. who does a fantastic job at unpacking... Um, different indigenous sets of knowledge about the land and about agriculture mm. and shows very convincingly that indigenous Australians had, of course, massive intelligence and fantastic kind of strategies in dealing with Australia's climate, climate and, and very specific landscape and wildlife and ecosystems that, of course, we obliterated. And, of course, most... Um, Englishmen and most people from Europe came over and tried to treat it like Europe, which, of mm. course, it isn't. Yeah. So there you go, mate. Fuck the, the emu, emu war. Wars. And the emus won. And the emus won. I and love that they won. That's great. There was a lot. Even at that time, there was a lot of conservation argument against it. Against the, uh, there against were, the killing of wildlife. Because there were life. all these pictures that emerged on Instagram in 1930 <laughs> of, like, emus with their throats cut and right, all sorts of awful things. Right, people being, like, support Don't, this. Yeah. 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 And, and then and it's going, oh, it's an attempt to wipe out a species, which it wasn't. It was just an attempt to control it. So, yeah. Which is also horrifying that we had... Like, it just, it just makes me realise how little I know about our actual history. There is a great... Dark Emu is fantastic. There's and also... There's a kids, there's a picture book version of Dark absolutely. Emu for kids too. So there is a novel, but then there's also a picture book version there's for also, little kids. Absolutely, which every Australian should read. The other couple of books that are really readable versions of Australia's history are called Gert and True Gert, mm. which are set out like a series of short stories, which is a lot of stories about how white people really struggled in the early days of Australia and got drunk on a lot of rum and murdered in spectacular fashions and did awful things. And it's a bunch of stories like the Emu War about how we were stupid, basically. Well, the way we teach history and the way we teach... it's broken. Like, I don't don't know. I feel like my, my schooling, I feel like my education 
it wasn't good enough at all. No. Like, I don't feel like I know anything. No, which, which is what the whole reason behind this podcast is to basically make you feel secure again. Anyway. <laughs> to just teach me more things. Education. And teach me more about what I don't know. But we don't know what we don't know, and then we can fill those gaps. So what do you reckon about the Emu War? Uh, my mate reckons that the Emu War <laughs> was about emus being fucking badass. That's right. And owning their shit. <laughs> It's about you spin everything into issues their, about it, 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 taking empowerment. Taking their colonizers yeah. and being like, eat a bag of dicks, how very dare you try and so kill us. We all need a bit of emu in our lives. That sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my mate reckons that the emu war is worth knowing about, but also so is our history and our past, and we should be reading and educating ourselves and educating each other. That's what my mate reckons. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your friends me. tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show i see what you did there <laughs> where can people find you claire? people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.